I have been Santa Claus for about half a season now. So I go from middle of November almost right to Christmas. And I've had, you know, the gamut of experiences with kids and parents, being in a mall, breathing recycled air. Yeah, we did talk about whether or not I would get sick and I definitely got sick. I didn't get the flu, so even though you scolded me about not getting a flu shot, it wasn't the flu. I got a, a really good cold though, because I haven't been resting, I just never really got better. I don't think I'm contagious or anything, I just still feel run down and just plugging on now to the end of the season. Of course, I don't can't blame anybody but myself. I'm going on any date with anybody who wants to go on a date with Santa, doing any photo shoot available. And yeah, I, I am uh, doing some online dating right now and I do have to say, if you're gonna chart my uh, matches on a graph, there's definitely a bell curve or a hockey stick that has happened since, uh, since I became Santa Claus. There's a segment of the population that is definitely a fan. I didn't want to call in for any of my shifts. And as well, there's not a lot of extra Santas around to, that could take my shifts. So just powered through. I thought I was still putting in a really good performance. I thought each time a kid walks up to me, I'm engaged. I'm Santa Claus making the experience for him. But... I definitely know that the signs were showing because parents were like, ooh, Santa's looking tired near the end of the shift. Because I guess probably what was happening in, and my staff were responding in the same way, it was like I would be engaged, but then I would just collapse into the chair and just stare straight ahead for a second until the next kid would come in and then I would try to put it on again. So yeah, being sick as Santa is, sucks most of the shifts are 10 hours if you're in the hallway but west edmonton mall also does another santa by appointment that you can go to it's basically you get to see santa exclusively for 15 minutes in a studio we have the classic fireplace and chair christmas tree Plus, we also have the sleigh and some polar bears. So we have a bunch of different props and we get really great photos. So those shifts are shorter though. Those are five hour shifts. So it's either 10 hours grueling, three minutes a kid, or as chill as you can imagine hanging out in the studio. It's really great being able to be in the studio for Santa shifts. So at West Edmonton Mall, it's called Santa by Appointment. And that means you've made an appointment, you don't wait in line, and you get to come into the studio. Of course, like you're paying a premium for that, but most every parent who does it says, oh, this is so worth it. We get a lot of kids who are scared coming in there. So I think the parents like know they're gonna be scared and I have time to talk to them, talk about Christmas for a little while, show them a book. And as well, there's the scared kids that come in, but also a lot of families with autistic kids will choose this one as well. And you can usually tell if there's a kid coming in who has some sort of behavioral or developmental thing going on. And so you can adjust 
your demeanor to suit them. Plus, we have a sleigh. It is pretty sweet to have a sleigh that we can get the kids to jump in and point at the reindeer that aren't there. So we have time in the studio to warm up a kid. After I've chatted with them a bit about what they like about Christmas, I can say to them, so you know, like if we take a picture today, then you can show that picture to everyone and tell them about how we met. It's such a good line and it's totally a line that I got from my Santa mentor, Chris Kringle McDonald, or Chris McDonald Kringle, you know, whichever, uh, <laughs> whichever way you want to flip the last names there. That brings us to this week's sponsor, Chris Kringle McDonald. If he was Santa Claus, he's been in your house. He was my intro into the, the world of Santa. He's a friend that has been doing it for years. Uh, he gave me his playbook on a lot of the interacting with kids. I've been super grateful to him for that. He even lent me a suit uh, last Friday for a shoot that we did at my place, which was super fun. He lent me a way better Santa suit than I had before. As great a Santa as Harry Gregg is, the Santa suit that he lent me was a little subpar, a little orange. Chris lent me his Santa suit, which is a deep Christmas red with gold embellishments on the sleeve. It's super magical, has a hood. Uh, it's a great outfit. Both experiences have been great. No, that's not to say that I haven't had my fair share of screaming kids. On Sunday, I went there for a shift and it was the first kid just was so scared and hated me. And I just wished that they were not there because they poisoned the well. The entire lineup of kids has just seen this first kid at 10 in the morning losing his shit. And now I have to work even harder to make the next 20 kids feel okay. I haven't had more crying kids since my first shift than I had last Sunday. Yeah, my first shift was horrible. <laughs> My first shift, I wasn't Santa Claus yet. I didn't believe that I was Santa Claus. I told you about how I didn't grow up believing in Santa Claus, and so I didn't believe that anybody else would believe I was Santa Claus. And I'm not an actor, and I don't feel like I'm a naturally goofy guy. I didn't feel like Santa Claus yet. And about halfway through that shift, I started to get in the rhythm, and the second half of that shift was way better. The first half, I had just crying, terrified children. I wasn't being a good Santa Claus. Like, I was, I was letting parents just, like, drop them in my lap without talking to them first. And so that's something I stop right away now. I make sure that I get to talk to kids a little bit before and I don't, I try not to have them thrown in my lap. I want it to be their decision that they want to get the picture taken. Some of the screaming kids, I really feel for them. Their parents just want to have this photo so badly. And the kids really don't want to have it. If they don't want it to happen, it's just, it's just not 
going to happen. The worst thing I think is when parents bring out the phone and try to distract them with a video. Uh, it, it can work occasionally if they're standing behind the camera, but I had this one autistic kid and dude was big, like he was a 12 year old and he was flailing. I thought I was gonna get a black eye. He was kicking. I really didn't think that we needed to be trying to get a photo anymore. And his parents brought out the phone and everything. And I was, I felt like I had won because I got a picture with him and his sister in my lap holding a book with like the phone inside of the book so they're looking at the book and we got a photo and i thought we were done and it was at the end of the shift at 8 p.m they came back to the studio and we're like well he's calmer now like could we just get a photo on our phone and i said okay uh, they wanted the photo with santa sure and he wasn't calmer, he wasn't better. And I felt for him and I felt for his sister because she was a total sweetheart who was just getting ignored while this was all going on. So I tried to give her a good Santa visit. I just hated the parents. <laughs> I usually don't blame the kid too much. There is the occasional one though. There's the occasional kid who is kind of playing at being scared and it's just a game. They're just making it hard for their parents. They're not really terrified. They're making it hard for me, even though they don't really realize it. I'm just trying to make this happen in the allotted time. But I don't really have any complaints about the kids. There's just a couple parents. So we, we do what we can. So I have a couple tricks to try to calm kids down. I've got some bells that uh, Rudolph told me I could bring down to show them. We have a book about the time that I came to Edmonton. It's a book that I imagine has been reprinted for every major city. <laughs> it's a storybook about Santa Claus coming to town, but it just happens to mention Woodcroft and Westmount and Mill Woods and different communities which could be very easily swapped out for another city's communities. It's a great book. There's a lot of parents though that just are happy to have a crying photo and they that's kind of just a joke to them. They're like, no, he's gonna be crying. It's gonna be great. Don't worry about it. And they just throw their toddler in my lap and the kid cries. I try to call it short before it sounds like a death scream. You know, if it was just, they're crying, but they're okay and it's not petrified terror, then then we can make we can let that happen. Seems like a good place. You've made it halfway through the episode. Let's hear the baby fumbling story. Sorry for the audio quality, but who are you? My name is Harry Gregg. Spelt like it sounds, three G's, last name is 60% G. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician and a recording engineer and producer in Edmonton. I record uh, out of Riverdale Recorders in the audio department. I, I did two seasons as a Santa Claus. First year I did it, I was at uh, Millwood's Town Center. And uh, the Millwood's Inquirer even like wrote an article on what a great Santa I was. I mean, I, I don't know how you could possibly find it nowadays. I don't know, maybe my mom saved it or something. 
But, you know, for the most part, it went well that first year. The only thing of note that happened was one kid peed on me. That wasn't ideal. Um, but, you know, it was pretty fun. And the next year, I was in, I was in, uh, they moved me up to West Ed- Edmonton Mall that year. Now, the most eventful thing that ever happened happened on my last shift of that last season of being Santa. And it pretty much did me in for, like, ever wanting to do this ever again at any point in time. So it's like the last weekend day before Christmas. I'm not sure where exactly Christmas landed, but it was like early the next week. And it's just packed at Wesson tomorrow. And I don't know what it's like now, but back then I thought it was like a a pretty sick Santa's village that you had there. Like you had, my Millwood's Town Center setup was not nearly as involved. So I had this huge sleigh, you know, and like nice setup and everything else like that. It was pretty great. They do it right, you know? So yeah, it's it's so busy here, and this family uh, with four kids comes comes in. There's like a maybe like a five or six year old, and there's a toddler, and there's a two year old or something like that, and a newborn baby. So all like spaced out about this whole age. So I've got it got it kind of set up here. So I've got the the two bigger kids on either side of me in the sleigh, and I've got the the bigger one, bigger little kid here. He's, you know, he can walk and whatever, and sitting here on my knee. And then the newborn baby here in, in, in my left arm and my left knee. And we're sitting here, and we take the photos. I go through the Santa stick, and, you know, you have to learn all the reindeer's name and have all the things. You research the toys that are popular that year. Yeah. This example is the real reason why you want to know all this stuff. You want to be slick as Santa, but also, in this particular instance, the parents were taking it an absolutely inordinate and irresponsible amount of time deciding whether or not the photographs were okay. So they're with the photographer, I'm with their four tiny children, and it's been like 10 minutes or something, it's a huge lineup, I can't believe they're just like, I don't know, maybe this one or maybe this one, I don't know what they're talking about with the photographer, they're taking forever. I'm starting to get a little bit worried because I'm really stretching out what kind of Santa stuff I'm talking about at this point. I don't know if maybe the baby could sense my uneasiness with running out of the Santa stuff, but it just did this kind of like wriggle, like this little wriggle move, like a fish or something. It's just like out of my arms like this. The next, I don't know, three seconds of my life, the longest three seconds of my life I have ever experienced, I probably will ever experience again. You know when you kind of drop something and you try and you try and catch it a little bit? So the way that this baby has come out of my arms, I, I try and catch it, but all I'm really accomplishing is propelling it and, and, and changing its trajectory. So before, it would have kind of wriggled out of my arms and fallen off my knee to the bottom of the sleigh. Now, it's headed out of the sleigh. Obviously, I just throw the other kid off my knee. You know, whenever he lands on the bottom, it's like, it's nothing for him. Okay. Probably disturbing, but... There's priorities. I had to save this baby. Currently in mid-flight. Push this baby off and go full dive after the baby. And it's, com- it's just so awkward the way that I'm angled with these kids and everything else like this that as I pull in my right arm to go into dive, I manage to catch my hand in my fake beard and pull it off. So now I'm kind of diving in this weird... I'm caught in my beard, one hand out like this, one hand caught in my beard, diving after this baby... I'm not catching this baby. The baby does a full flip through its air, lands on the floor, and like like everybody at West Edmonton Mall is watching this happen. And I just get to hear 
I don't know how many people gasp. Followed by complete silence in West Edmonton Mall, only to be broken by a very faint. I'm like there, sweating on the bottom of the sleigh, beard half on, just in shock. And I'm just like, oh god, put the beard back on. I'm like, oh god. Ah. I just, I was just, I was so shaken, man. I was 19. I thought I just killed this baby. You know, it's, it's the best story now, but at the time, it was so traumatizing. They like, like, okay, Santa, go take 10 minutes, compose yourself. The parents were really nice. They were super understanding. They were like, I can't believe that we just left our kids with you for that long. I mean, like, it kind of wasn't my fault. Like, that was, that was like a crazy amount of time, and it, it's not great. They, they, uh, they came back numerous times throughout the rest of my shift, which I finished, by the way. I, I took 10 minute break or whatever and was just like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Don't Got composed, went back up there and finished the shift. I don't know, I mean, what kind of a disaster would it be if Santa didn't finish that day? Yeah, I dropped the baby. You tell me, was it Harry's fault? Was it the parents' fault for leaving their kids with Santa Claus and expecting their baby not to be dropped? Let us know in the comments. Anyway, let's get back to Steve. I definitely feel guilty if I know I'm pushing it past where the tolerance level of the kid is. And as I'm becoming more comfortable as Santa, I'll call it. I'll tell parents, you got a photo. It's the crying photo. You were happy with the crying photo. We're not doing any more photos. There have been a lot of funny kids. It's the best when a kid will run straight up to you and they're running at you and if I throw my arms out, they're jumping straight into my arms. They're just ready to talk about what they want for Christmas. They want to know about my elves. We have just like a fun Santa visit. And also I'm just kind of the, like the uncle of the family. Like I don't need to be there to discipline them. If they're acting up in the photo, I act up too. And we make some goofy faces and their mom cringes, it's high fives all around, and see you later. I have to admit, I've gone on Instagram and searched West Edmonton Mall or hashtag Wem, gone through and found photos of myself on the internet with these children. Some, some of them from that first day were awful, but so many of them are great. Like, usually if you're posting a photo of your kid to the internet, it's a great photo. I had one where I didn't really get the thing explained to me. They said that I would be working this event and they wanted kind of a different Santa. They even said the words, this is more for the moms than the kids. And they told me they were gonna get me something really cool, like nice tailored red velvet suit. We are gonna make Santa look good. And I walked into the office and there was a suit hanging there that looked like it was made for Don Cherry. Just cartoon reindeer and Santa Claus heads from the shoulders down to the shoes. A pair of all red sneakers with red laces, green socks, and a bow tie that wasn't tied. I don't know how to tie a bow tie. Nobody in the office knew how to tie a bow tie. I came to shift just with enough time to get dressed, and so we went through the entire mall looking for somebody who could tie a bow tie. And we went to all of the suit stores. So we went to Tip Top, we went to Simon's. 
nobody could tie a bow tie. There was Italian tailors in Tip Top who was like, oh, I don't know, it's just a thing. It, you, you get someone else to tie it. Yeah, so it, it ended up being that we just forego the tie. Relatively classy Santa. So I showed up to this event. It was on Europa Boulevard. The event had live mannequins, a DJ, like mocktails and like little hors d'oeuvres. I was supposed to be there to take selfies with, but when people were walking by, if nobody was taking a selfie with me at the time, they just kind of looked at me strangely, but I didn't want to be waving people down to come take a photo with me. So it worked great when people took a photo with me, then a lineup would start. And it was definitely way more moms than kids that wanted a photo with uh, the suited Santa. There was definitely a lot of time that I just sat there looking like one of the live mannequins. From this event though, there were a lot of social media posts because I have to check to see. Lots of people liked the, the suited Santa. A lot of people thought it was dapper, even though I thought it was ridiculous. You know, I was going into being Santa Claus worried about having yellow beard and hair but fortunately i got the white beard and hair because of the violet you added because of the violet and the the beautiful dye job by megan van druten uh, last week's sponsor last sunday i worked the west edmonton mall parks staff party which is the water park galaxy land and eds which if you can imagine the people who work at those three places the age group is about 18 to 22. And at their staff party, they got to have Santa Claus. And so I showed up for, for that party. And the first hour was pretty slow. But once all the kids started to get a little tipsy, then everybody loves Santa. In a lot of selfies, made my way through the dance floor and over to the casino that they were running, you know, where you get chips and then you play for prizes, basically. The managers were giving me chips to hand out, so I got to go over to the blackjack table, hand out some chips, be everybody's best friend, throw down some money on roulette, lost, but killed, killed at craps, and brought a lot of luck to the table when Santa was rolling the dice. It was really interesting after that 12-hour shift walking through the mall because we had worked that party after all the shops had closed. So then I walked back to the office, which is the opposite end of this mall, wearing my Santa outfit plus the big Santa cloak that we wear when we're walking through the mall. But the mall was dead, empty. It felt really cinematic. Like, just... Santa strolling through an empty mall with jingle bells at the end of the night waving to cleaning staff. So many of the kids are great. Even if they're a little timid, they're really wide-eyed and excited. And even the kids who don't believe in Santa Claus are having a good time and they might try to josh me a little and rattle me i had one kid today who 
she, I asked her at the end of our visit if she had any other questions for me, and she said, yeah, I do, actually. Where did you get your clothes? Because you're just a guy who's hired to be here. You're a real man. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but I, I, still, I still kept in the character, and I was like, well, I am a real man. I have a real beard. You're right. You can pull on it, and and these are these are my glasses, and I'm really lucky. Mrs. Claus makes all of these clothes for me, and I mean it's not like I was convincing her, but I think she still appreciated like the the staying in character. There definitely have been moments where it is surprising the things that kids will say to Santa Claus in a way that is pretty sad and it puts you on the spot. It's surprising the way that they'll come to you with questions or wishes that are out of the scope of normal Santa things. I had one little girl and she was like very sweet but very quiet and it looked like her parents were like a little bit older and I asked her what she wanted and she said that she wanted a sister because she was very lonely. It was just heartbreaking. And I've got to offer her a platitude because I get to talk to her for about a minute. Whenever I have a kid who says something like this, I let them know that there's limits to Santa's magic. Yeah. It actually is just like the genie from Aladdin. I can't make anyone fall in love with you. I can't bring anyone back from the dead, nor kill nobody. Santa will not take your hit list in the mail. It's Christmas presents only. I had another kid who said that he wanted a family for his friend down the block who had a foster, he was staying with foster parents. And again, similar thing, can't control the lives of other people or make those kinds of things happen. Just Super encouraged him to be a good friend to his friend. And the same thing for the girl who wanted a sister. I was, said that I hoped that she could get close to some people that were in her school because hopefully she could make friends that way. It's rare, but some kids do bring in their letters to Santa Claus, which is pretty fun. We get, we'll open them up. The mall will also write kids back if they write their address on it and put it we have a box for letters to santa so it's the full meal deal and you can come and see santa and not pay anything if you don't want the photo you can just come and meet santa and i'll chat with you for a few minutes and have a nice hug and a high five there was this couple that came to my first five shifts in the hallway and I imagine they were at every other Santa's shifts and they really loved Santa Claus and they just wanted to come say hi. You know, there's no reason to turn them away. So it would, I would chat with them, give them a hug and send them on their way. And on their last visit, they did pay for a photo as well. I didn't realize that I could say hi to you without paying. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it, but didn't realize on my first shift, I had a guy who was first in line. He was a middle-aged guy, and he was there with a support worker. And as soon as I walked in, he gave me a big hug, and we were hanging out, and it was a nice time. Our printer was down, 
And so I just had time to chat to people in line and I was talking to him and I couldn't believe it because it was on my first day and he was the first person in line and he asked me about his parents' divorce. He said, my parents got divorced and is that anything to do with me? And I kind of thought he was punking me. Like I just didn't seem real. And I stayed in character though and told him that of course it had nothing to do with him and those are things that happen and that his parents love him very much. It sounded like a conversation that he had had many times before with other people, but if he needs one more person to validate it and if that person is Santa Claus, then I'm happy to do that for him. I was really happy that we went over this in Santa orientation because I would have had no answer. I would never have expected that to happen to you performing as Santa Claus. My last shift is the 22nd. It gets better and better. I'm getting goofier. I'm following the kid's lead when it gets goofy. There is one kid who just would run around and throw his bum out. Like he would crouch down and stick his bum out and look over his shoulder at you. <laughs> and his parents were just like, no, no bum bum right now. <laughs> and I looked over at him and I just like mimicked him. <laughs> so I threw my bum out and looked over at my shoulder at him. And like, he lost it. He loved it. And we got great photos. Well, now that I know that I have two shifts left, the last Saturday shift, I'll really try to focus on being a crazy good Santa under hellish conditions because I know it's going to be a two-hour lineup. Like, nobody's happy after waiting in a two-hour lineup. So there's going to be a lot of people who are tired and exhausted. I love giving people a great experience when they're tired and they're not expecting one anymore. And so that hopefully is how my last shift will go. But who knows? Maybe it'll start with a real good crier and it'll just domino from there. That does it for episode three of Committed to the Claws. Hope you enjoyed hearing about all those wacky Santa stories. When Harry Gregg dropped a real live baby on the ground. A couple final notes. Uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it five stars. Maybe leave a nice little comment. Next episode, episode four, will be the last episode probably. It'll talk about Steve's final shift. I'm thinking about doing a FAQ for Steve, so or me, I guess, if you're interested in hearing stuff about me. Leave your questions on the Committed to the Clause Facebook page, and we'll uh, we'll talk to Steve about them. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Podcast committed to the clause, one hundred percent.